What's up, pals? This is Super Nerd Pals. I'm the host for today, Chris Sampson. I'm Andy Karasquillo. I'm Stan Gadurski. And welcome to uh, episode 66. So today, this is going to be a short episode. This is going to be a no-nonsense, no-frills, no-BS episode. We're just going to go straight to the point. Today, is all about DC Rebirth. Let's hit the ground running. Uh, initial thoughts about DC Rebirth. <laughs> I can't wait to read this series. Oh no, Andy, you haven't read it yet? No. No, I'm saying like to read like the Rebirth launch, you know, like the whole, all the different types of books coming out, like uh, Teen Titans and my boy Nightwing coming back. Oh, All-Star Batman. Hell yeah. Oh my God. Like this book, this book did what we're doing today. Hit the ground running. The book, it had a special midnight release, which is unheard of for any comic uh, we ever heard of, at least. And it's a giant 80-page book, and they set up so, so many storylines and threads uh, for the rest of the DC Rebirth continuity. Just to name off a few, I mean, you have Wally West getting out of the Speed Force and reuniting with Barry, uh, Barry Allen. You have the death and disappearance of Superman and how Lois and Clark from the pre-52 timeline, how are they going to deal with that? And it's more than, it's it's pretty much implied that pre-52 Superman will probably take the place of new 52 Superman because he's dying or he is dead already. He's dead. Uh, he's dead. Oh, there you go. It's It says at the beginning of the book, please read Superman 52. And in Superman 52, he's dead. Superman dies. dies, yeah. I I haven't read that issue, but like, how did he die? Just like the the last of his kryptonite poisoning, like killed him off, or he got he fought in a battle or something. Uh, heroic sacrifice. He takes out the imposter Superman, and with the help of all of his friends and pre fifty two Clark, and essentially it ends with him turning to like actual dust, and like so there's they kind of make it so that there's no way he can come back because he's. He's not like died in the sun or something like that. He's he's straight up dead. He just he's he's a dust man and he's gone. So there's no, there's no turning back after this. They also teased some other lines like the Adam. He's trapped in the microverse. So the fourth Adam or his protege Ryan Troy. He has to go in after him. Teased this woman from the Legion of Superheroes. They teased uh, Ted Cord, the current Blue Beetle, and how he wants he's trying to figure out the secret of the Blue Beetle scarab that currently inhabits Jamie Reyes. They also teased the new Aqualad, or the second Aqualad, uh, Calderon. Yeah, this issue is so freaking packed. And that's just like some of the smaller threads. Like, there's like some huge teases for the, for the book overall. So let's start off with Wally West and Barry Allen. And Wally West is the framing device for the entire issue. Any thoughts about that? I think that's an interesting choice because we all we all know that like uh, uh, up until recently like Flashpoint was perceived to be what created the New Fifty Two. Now they've changed that to Doctor Manhattan created the New Fifty Two. Yeah, so, that was insane. Yeah, I I haven't read like a retcon of this scale or that was done so masterfully because they there weren't there wasn't any loose ends. What happened with Wally West, he was, tra- he was trapped in the Speed Force. In the New 52, he doesn't exist, but this whole story mentions how he was trapped outside of time, and 
because of that, he found out there's this malevolent force that's screwing with the timeline, and he's this force is responsible for not only like resetting or recreating like the New Fifty Two universe, but also everyone lost like ten years of the life and as like year five, and it's implied that Doctor Manhattan is like the mastermind behind all these time shenanigans, which is crazy. I'm expecting that reveal, uh, and that the, the great reveal was. Um, picture where Batman he's looking at at his father's letter from Flashpoint and he he spies something in the Batcave and he like he cracks open the earth and he finds none other than the comedian's bloodstained smiley face pin and I was like oh shit and then it pans to these panels where on Mars Dr. Manhattan is like telekinetically fixing a watch awesome it's crazy yeah, well, if you go back to the beginning after you read it the first time, um, knowing what the twist is, it's really easy to pick up on the visual cues that they telegraph towards you. Like, especially on the first page, if you look at it, it's the it's the close-up on the watch, and it's um, sort of like a nine-panel grid, which is very reminiscent of the way Watchmen is set up. So going back, you could see like how how much they were like telegraphing it before the actual reveal, and I think that's awesome. And there's like a lot of um, panel parallels to the way Watchmen is set up in in that it goes like it'll go from like one large page to it to breaking up into two panels to four panels to nine panels. And it does that a couple times. And I think that's really interesting and not something that I noticed until a second read through of how when it when it'll um, go to stuff with Barry and the Flash. Um, sorry, Barry and uh, Wally. It's broken up a lot more modern framing. There's a lot of panels. There's a lot of like cinematics touches. But then you go to the one where Batman rev- um, finds the um, the comedian's pin, and that goes back to the um, the panel structure of the Watchmen, and especially the epilogue too, because it's well, that's where they reveal the whole Doctor Manhattan stuff. But then you see like stuff like the lightning. The lightning is blue. And uh, Wally's lightning is, is um, like, yellow. And the way Pandora is killed is pretty much the same way uh, Rorschach is killed in the Watchmen comic book. So there's, like, a lot of... Yeah, there's a lot of cues and, and clues before feel... the actual reveal, which I think is interesting. See, from the very beginning, like, as soon as I, like, started reading this book, I got this immediate Watchmen vibe. Um, because... It's, like, a majority of the book isn't spoken through character words, as uh, Wally's just kind of overviewing. It's kind of narrative. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of reminds me of The Watchmen a lot, because that's what The Watchmen is. Rorschach just narrates what's going on until the very last chapter, which is, you know, where Rorschach is actually, actually there at that time. So, so many questions after the Secret Watchmen reveal, because, um, did they get permission from Alan Moore, or is it... They don't need permission from Alan yeah, Moore, they DC. own the character. I know, yeah. but it's like, it's I mean, I mean why would they need permission from him? Like, come on. My question, my question is, will Alan Moore be there for the rebirth, relaunch of He's the not. Watchmen? He's not. There's like, they don't... There's like a falling out between Alan Moore and DC. It's like, it's it's whatever. And even if they asked for his permission, he wouldn't have given it because you know he doesn't 
give permission for that kind of shit. Yeah. Anyway, like he's just he's Alan Moore, and in, like they don't need his permission, they don't need his input, and I think it's fine in the way it is. I was just wondering because I know like uh, just DC and Alan Moore, they're just very rocky relationship. Like I know at least for the movies, he's very adamant of having his his name taken off of V for Vendetta and Watchmen. So far as the movies, I I know he had a really rocky relationship. I didn't know what was his status with comics but i i guess it's the same yeah i mean like who cares <laughs> but anyway i mean like this the, the plot this, the plot premise is crazy i i love it yeah. and what really well, like well i read this theory this ties into the other crazy reveal like the other stand-up reveal for me at least is oh wait, i i haven't i didn't read the um justice league 50 Man, Chris, come on, I, dude. It, it, dude. <laughs> you didn't do any dude, of your homework. They, they were out at the comic store. I'm sorry. I only, only picked up DC Rebirth. My bad. Damn. But, um... They say at the beginning, you gotta read 50 and 52 I'm gonna, Superman. I'm gonna segue off here, and this is a good reason why I should start collecting digitally. <laughs> yeah, but they were literally out of that issue, so I picked up, like, the second to last issue of DC Rebirth number one. There are three Jokers. And that was the big uh, reveal that was first teased in issue 42? 50. Of... No, no, well, I mean, when Batman was One first sat on yeah. the chair. Yeah. That was that was his, like, revelation yeah. about the Joker. How they set this up, Batman, he's in the Batcave, and a Joker was being escorted back to Arkham uh, from Baltimore, but then there was another... Uh, Joker-esque kind of crime spree going on. And then Batman's recalling that the chair told him that there are three Jokers. Which got me really thinking because uh, they have three different Jokers on the screen. One of them is like the old, one of the old classic ones. The second one is Brian Bolland's Joker from Killing Joke. The last one is Scott Snyder's Joker. What got me confused, there's three different Jokers, but assuming... I, I, think, I feel like most people, or even DC, acknowledge that Killing Joke is DC continuity, and you know, of course, Scott Snyder is his New Fifty Two. So that's like two Jokers, unless they're somehow separating Killing Joke Joker as a different one. But what? But what I was thinking, maybe the comedian is is some kind of Joker. Um, but that's like a bit of. All right, so it's funny that you say mm-hmm. that, Chris, because I was actually gonna bring that up. Um, so I, I recently just watched a theory by. Uh... So I, I just watched a video, a YouTube video, and he was just talking about how the comedian is the Joker, like is one of the Jokers at least, and he brings up some nice proof. So one of the proof being if in one of DC's, um, they have like this book that has the origin of the Joker, and the Joker's holding up three cards. One of them is like a guy on stage doing comedy. One's the red hood and one's um, a silhouetted figure. So uh, then he also brings back to like an occurrence in The Killing Joke where Joker says, well, it's weird because sometimes I remember things going one way and sometimes I remember them going another as if I had another personality. Yeah, he also says if I had a choice... For choosing my past, I, I prefer, like, multiple choice. So there's all of that, and then um, this whole huge Watchmen influence, in my opinion. The uh, YouTuber, by the way, is 
Comic Drake. Comic Drake. Okay. Send me over that link so I'll put that video on the show notes where we post this. Yep. Definitely. But that would be such an amazing reveal. Because the comedian, his worldview is like the world's a joke in, uh, in the sense that like the world is a lie. And in, in many ways, our Joker, that we, as we know, has similar ideologies that he tries to display through his criminal actions. I think it's an interesting theory, but I don't think the comedian is going to be a Joker. And I say that because even though Batman finds the pin, and I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but I think even though Batman finds the pin, I think that was more like a signal to the reader that, you know, and just in case they didn't get the reveal of Dr. Manhattan, the pin is the more concrete um, signal that it's, that the Watchmen is involved. But I, I don't know if there's, there's also a scene right at the very end of the last page of the rebirth series. So Batman's actually staring up at the Joker card. That's kind of where he, he realizes the uh, pin. And you can argue that he was reading the note, but I still, I believe that looking up at the Joker cards, what, uh, what caught his attention? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not saying that that's not the case, but I just, I don't think, I think it's too on the nose if they made the comedian Joker, because he's not, he doesn't seem as much like a Joker character. And I really think that they're more referring to the different errors of the joker you have the classic sort of more trickster joker then you have the alan moore killing joke version and then you have the more modern scott snyder joker and i don't think that they're gonna try and bring the watchman in too much like integrate it into the dc continuity because it doesn't make sense in that sense because if you read the watchman they kind of all die and so there's no history of the Watchmen in the DC universe unless Dr. Manhattan erased it. But I think what actually might happen is that Dr. Manhattan, as Wally says, is just from a different universe. And there's a comic called Before Watchmen. And one of them is centered around Dr. Manhattan. And while he's on Mars, he creates a new universe. And I think that's this universe. And I think they're Wait, the new 52 or the just like the Earth one Earth two. Well, I think the new 52, but I mean, it's not sh- directly shown. But if you go back to the before Watchmen comic, there is a scene where he's sort of creating something from scratch. And I think that might have been like them like rec- in this issue, them reconning that to be a connection. And I think maybe Watchmen Watchmen's world is very like cynical and DC is is supposed to be very hopeful and very happy and I think that Dr. Manhattan like sort of removes happiness and love from the DC universe and takes their you know the 10 years or whatever to see what would happen is almost like an experiment and I think that you know cuz they they take a lot of time to show instances of love in this issue you have like wally and barry then you have aquaman and um queen mira yeah queen mira and then you have clark and his family so and a black canary and um and green arrow yeah so i feel like there's something 
directly connected there where i think dr manhattan just sort of takes away those things as because he's because you know he's like a he's like a scientist so he might be like experimenting to see what would the differences be and i think they could very well go in the direction where the watchmen are the the main villains but i think that would be too on the nose and when you look at like the watchman is very much shades of gray and not really black and white and like who's evil who's who's good and it's like sort of everyone's kind of like shitty so i don't know if if they're gonna go in the direction where oh the comedian's the joker and he's a villain and dr manhattan's gonna be the main villain everyone's gonna go beat up dr manhattan i think it's i don't i don't see that because I, Doctor Manhattan, he he just created this new universe, and he just wants to figure out life or experiment with life and see what happens. But exposition for the rest of the storyline, whatever it is, um, Wally keep coming. There's going to be there's some evil malevolent force that's been hiding and it's, it's ready to strike back. And I just don't see Doctor Manhattan acting like that. I feel like Dr. Manhattan, going back to the whole theme of time, he's the the watchmaker theory of how the universe is built. He, like, builds a clock, he builds a watch, he, he starts the watch, and see what happens. I don't see him actively going out and destroying or starting a war as, like, that's that's been re- referenced several times in the book so far. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, Wally is not really an omniscient narrator. You know, he's he can be an unreliable narrator, so he could be wrong about Dr. Manhattan because he doesn't know who this force is, and that's why he needs Batman's help or whatever. So just because he says that there's a war coming, that doesn't – I don't think that's sort of DC telling us that there's going to be, like, a big, like, civil war kind of shit between two different universes or whatever. I, I just don't – I think – the point is is that Dr. Manhattan's not going to be an overt antagonist or a villain for the DC Universe. I think they're going to be trying to figure out why this happened, but I think it's more going to be them sort of reclaiming hope and love and and sort of like not necessarily beating Dr. Manhattan with their fists, but sh- sort of proving him wrong that there can be hope and optimism in their universe and they can like overcome like his experiment or whatever. So I don't I don't I don't think it's going to be like a war, like a dark side war kind of thing. Again, I could be wrong cuz I don't know what they're planning, but I think that'll be too I think going for another dark side war would be the wrong choice cuz like I they just they literally just did that and Yeah, so I don't think it's going to be a big knockout like when you go back and you look at what they were saying about Rebirth, they said it was going to be like a, a long like two-year kind of process where they where they do the storyline and whatnot. And so I think they're not going to be, and is I don't think it's going to end in a huge, like crisis event. I mean, it could, but I I honestly think that this was just the, they're using the Watchmen as a sort of like um. It's like metatextual, and that they're using the Watchmen as a way to say that like, this is the way that the universe has been going. This is the way comic books has been going since the Watchmen came like became a comic book. Everything's been trying to skew darker and more edgy and whatnot. And so this is sort of like DC telling us that they're going to try to fix things and move it towards like a more... Change up. Yeah, make it more optimistic, make it more hopeful like it used to be. And I think it's it's less of a aiming towards a big crossover, like beat down and more like a metatextual. Like we're, we understand what's wrong and what we did wrong in the past and we're going to try to fix it. And And this is sort of like us using other 
meeting like using other text watchmen to show like where we went wrong and where we're going to go from here and i think that's what this exists as and not necessarily like a setup for future plot points although i think it will be and they're definitely going to explore that in the titans book that's coming out um because wally's going to be trying to figure out what the hell's going on but i think it's going to be more of like a like a like a jumping point for the rest of the dc rebirth and not necessarily like a setup of a big fight. At least I hope so. I they could be. I don't. I trust DC that they're not going to do that because I think that would be too, too obvious. You know. That, I, although I would like to see Superman punch Doctor Manhattan in the face. Mm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know if it's going to go in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Manhattan would blow. I want to see Batman I, punch Doctor Manhattan in the face. I want to see a, a fight between like Batman and uh. Batman and Night Owl. That would be fucking epic. It would be cool, but I think that would also be really corny, and I don't want them to do the, the like obvious thing and have them just all fight. Because I, I honestly don't think all the other Watchmen are like in on it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's Dr. Manhattan acting alone. Well, yeah, of course not. It's just Dr. Yeah, that's, Manhattan. That was the sense that I got. And so I don't, I, I don't think it'll end up being like the Watchmen versus D, like the Justice League kind of thing, you know? Well, like, it, it would be really cool if, like, the Watchmen team up with the Justice League. Kind of take uh, take on Dr. Manhattan together. Well, I mean, it's still really too early to tell. Like, uh, was it Jeff Johns? Jeff, Jeff Song was saying this is a two-tier... Yeah, this is a two-year-long story arc. So, I mean, we could be on the mark, we could be close to it, or it could be completely off the mark and DC's doing some crazy red herring false flag kind of operation and to try us try and throw us off yeah well one thing is for sure is i i'm gonna start collecting titans and i had no interest in collecting titans before this but now i really want to collect it and like see where where wally goes and his because that's what titans is going to be about is the continuation of like this plot because it, it stars wally and yeah good stuff there was like some other weird stuff that was thrown in. Um, I weird as in I, I did I missed the last issue or like the, the the two issues that you need to read or suggested you read. Um, so apparently Darkseid's a baby now, and uh, yeah, and then like, yeah, and then um, Wonder Woman. You really should have. Okay. Oh, uh, so could someone explain? Yeah, so really Darkseid just got beaten in the Darkseid War. They got reverted or turned back into a baby or something. Stan, Stan, you've you've explained this perfectly to me. I think I think this is your calling right now. Didn't you read it, Andy? <laughs> like you, <laughs> I did read it. I did read it. But the way that you explained it to me made me laugh so hard. Okay, so in Forever Evil. It ends with Superwoman, like you find out that she's pregnant or whatever, and she ends up in the end of Justice League War. Like I haven't been, sorry, um, Dark Side War. Like I haven't been following it, so I had no like I have no idea what's going on. But it, you find out that her baby was actually her the father of her baby was an Ultraman or Owlman. It was. Um, Alexander Luthor and his power was that he can take the powers of other heroes or whatever and he does he says like the reverse Shazam like Mazar or whatever the hell it is right so 
all at this point in the comic, all the Justice League members are the new gods, and so they all like the Flash is the Death Racer, and Superman is like negative Superman or or whatever, and Lex is like Lord of Apocalypse or something. And Superwoman has his baby, and she starts pointing the baby at no no it wasn't Superwoman. Okay, so Darkseid's daughter takes Grail, the baby. Grail. For- Grail. Yeah, Grail takes the baby from Superwoman, kills Superwoman. She got the baby. She starts yelling, Mazage at the superheroes. And the baby, lightning shoots out of the baby's face. And the baby takes all the superpowers of the new gods, or just like new gods. Okay. And absorbs it. <laughs> and then. <laughs> and then she. So the baby takes all the powers. And then she uses. And the baby. She uses the baby to take the powers of the anti-life equation and all those new god powers and the anti-life equation turns the baby into an adult version of Darkseid again because Darkseid was dead, but then he came back in as a baby. And then they fought the baby, adult Darkseid. <laughs> and what, I, I forgot what happened. <laughs> so so they, I don't know. They they beat the baby, adult Darkseid, and then... And then he come, he becomes the baby again, and then Grail runs away with the baby, and then it's like, oh, I'm gonna raise you as as my daddy, and then and then it shows his face, and it's like Darkseid's face, and that was that was the end of Justice League Fifty. Oh my god! <laughs> and then they also teased the issue that Wonder Woman has a twin brother named Jason, and apparently he's super powerful, like maybe just as powerful as Darkseid or or more, and now both Wonder Woman and Grail slash Darkseid, they're going to try to find Jason, and I I don't, I haven't been reading Wonder Woman, I don't know if that was a thing in Darkseid War. Yeah, I think well. Grail's um, mother like whispers that to, to Wonder Woman as she's dying, yeah. Just League 50 was a mess, okay? <laughs> <laughs> It was a big mess. If we had to rate this, it would be yeah, a hot it was, mess. It was a real mess. There was, there was a super super baby, and then Batman and Hal Jordan like hang out, and then that's where he tells him about the Jokers, and then Wonder Woman finds out she got a twin brother. the The ending was cool, right? Because Lex Luthor got got his Superman costume. Oh, sweet! So <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it for that. I just want to see a comic all about Baby Darkseid. I don't know, like he he gets a temper tantrum and destroys an entire entire galaxy. Nearby. I just like that he's got adult Darkseid's face on his baby body. <laughs> That's my favorite part. Does does Baby Darkseid shoot Omega beams or Mega sanctions at random parademons, or does he get angry at Grail? Does that mean that a, when that baby grows up to be Darkseid, will Darkseid now have that power? I guess so, but it would probably take like thirty years for him to become an adult again, right? I don't know. I mean, we never know. Well, questions, questions that we don't have answers for yet. But... Comics, guys, comics. I guess we'll find. I guess out. we'll find out cool. soon enough. Um, yeah. yeah. So, any other thoughts about the about the issue, or or like what plot lines you're really excited for? Um, I mean, I th- I just think where's where's my yeah. Nightwing? I it made me really excited for the future of the DC books going forward, and I think they did a really good job of honoring everything that came before, 
um, the new 52 and bring and doing callbacks to Flashpoint, which they haven't done in like years. And then they didn't reboot. As well as making new 52 continuity like non-existent well, not, or like not irrelevant. Not existent irrelevant, but like they, they changed the context of it completely. Um, so yeah. it makes and it makes for like a really interesting no, saying, plot like, narrative twist. Yeah, it doesn't make the reader feel like they wasted their time reading New Fifty Two. Exactly. Just reboot yeah, the that's whole that was, that's what I liked is that they didn't discount New Fifty Two and they didn't like reset the whole universe again. They were just like everything is still the same way it was last month. Everyone just has a little bit more knowledge than they did before and context. Yeah, and it made me really excited for books that I had zero interest in following, like Titans. Now I'm really excited to read Titans and I had zero interest before Rebirth. Mm-hmm. Stan, were you a fan of Wally West, Flash, like pre-52? Because I, I didn't really know much about him. My only experience with Wally West is from the Justice League cartoon. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where I know him from. And so that's I was excited for him to be back in that because of because of my history with him in the cartoon. So... Because that's kind of the flash that we grew up yeah. with. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah, they, oh, this is a short episode. We apologize, my pals. Uh, this week is really crazy. Andy's still in the middle of moving. Stan's about to graduate. Woo! And, woo! Woo! Congrats, Stan. Congrats, Andy. And uh, I'm about to work my first con ever at my new job. So I'm doing a lot of prep Congrats work. Congrats on that. Thank Chris. you, guys. So it's been a really crazy week, and this is about all we can do for now. Uh, don't fret. We're gonna next week, once things die down and slow down a little bit, we'll go back to our normal schedule with another episode of Super Nerd Pals, as well as a, a brand new episode of Anime Is Weird. Delayed one week. Sorry. Which will actually, yeah, which will actually be delayed a week because of the whole hectic time we are having. This yeah, this month. month just blew by really quickly. But um, you know. If you're not caught up with the episodes, we have four episodes out, and you should, you should binge listen to them all, and get and you should all watching for this new episode. That's to, uh, that's Totoko. So you can find it on Hulu and pretty sure Crunchyroll. Uh, all right, so that will wrap it up. Episode 66 of Super Nerd Pals. I'm your host for today. I'm Chris. And uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Kyo Nisha for Hire. I'm Stan. And I'm on Twitter at Stan Doom. I'm Andy. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. And you can find the show on Twitter at SuperNerdPals. You can also find us on our website. That's SuperNerdPals.com. On it, it's our portal for everything. So it has links to our Facebook group. Stan? Oh, sorry. Um, Facebook.com slash Gustav SuperNerdPals. I was, I was drinking wine. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you, sir. Uh, it also has links to our Instagram, to so Super Nerd Pals, our Tumblr. Uh, all of our episodes are on there. Uh, there, are, uh, there are some blog posts. And also our YouTube channel is also linked up to there. So check it out. Also check out Anime is Weird. You can find it on Twitter at Anime is Weird. And as for the episodes, they're all linked up to the same RSS feed as Super Nerd Pals. So all you have to do is subscribe and go to our uh Go to iTunes, go to SoundCloud, and you can find all those episodes. They're clearly marked Enemies Weird. And if you go to our SoundCloud, they're all pinned at the top of the page. So thanks, guys. Um, let us know what you think of DC Rebirth and what comics, what stories, what, what theories you have, what are you looking forward to. And let us know. 
Thanks for listening. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out.